Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday, May the 8th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking 11 conversations to have when you're in a relationship. But before I dive down the rabbit hole of that... This podcast is brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. The website is beamtlc.com. This is the sleep product I take every single night before I go to sleep. They make a ton of stuff in terms of CBD. It's all THC free. It won't get you high. You don't wake up and feel groggy or do anything crazy. I personally take the Dream product. I like the caps. Heather actually likes the powder before bed. And honestly, I find that I'm not waking up nearly as often as I used to. And I'm actually falling asleep and staying asleep and waking up, not feeling hungover and just ready to kind of kick ass the next day. So if you guys are interested, you can use the code Jeremy Scott and we can always hook you up with 20% off all products and 35% off all subscriptions, which is pretty amazing. And again, if you guys really are interested and like, well, Jeremy, my sleep's been erratic. I've been stressed. I, I haven't been feeling the best. Hit us up. I'll have Monica actually send you a couple packs. You can try them for a few nights, see what you think, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff. My gift to you guys, otherwise the site beamtlc.com and then the code Jeremy Scott at checkout will always hook you you up. Also, the podcast brought to you by Athletic Greens. The one thing I take every single day, you guys already know the drill, if you struggle to eat enough vegetables in your life, and let's be real, all of us do, this would be the easiest solution. If you're tired of taking 17 different pills and finding some days you take some, some days you don't take the others, this is your all-in-one kind of whole food supplement vitamin, I guess. Uh, you're talking 75 whole food ingredients wrapped up in here. There's probiotics in there, your zinc, your biotin, all the awesome stuff you need, plus all your micronutrients. And right now, if you guys want to get hooked up, we can get you a year supply of free vitamin D3 and K2, which you should already be taking, and five free travel packs with your first order. And if this is the 500th podcast, you've listened to me talk about Athletic Greens, but you still never jumped on the train, Again, you can hit us up. I'll have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. I don't care what state or country you live in. We will get you guys going on that. And then you can get hooked up with all the free stuff. The site, if you want to check it out, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. That will get you a year supply of free vitamin D and the five free packs with your first order. Otherwise, hit us up and we'll get you some freebies. My gift to you. Um, other than that, what do we got going on here? Our Sunday Advance Metcom program which we've taken all the Sundays that we've done in the past, or at least we've taken uh, 17 of my favorite ones and refilmed them and re kind of chopped them and put them into a full program, which will be coming out, I believe, the first or second week of June. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. We're working um, kind of the last couple pieces here right now to get things together. So that will be the next thing on the dock in terms of our online coaching groups that run. Uh, and short of that, we're just um, on the podcast today. Heather, is this your first day? What is wrong with you? <laughs> God, Heather's here, by the way, if you can tell, because she's she's doing rookie stuff right now. I apologize. Hopefully your phone ringer's off, too. Um, anyways. I'm just going to check that right now. Heather is here on the podcast to go over the 11 conversations you should have in a relationship or 11 things that are important to touch on and navigate through as you kind of, you know, do life with another human. And this doesn't have to be a husband or wife. This can be... You don't even have to be in a relationship. It's just something to consider when you are 
yeah, going you, to be in a relationship or if you currently are in a relationship. Yeah. So if you're in the Tinder phase, this could be for <laughs> you too. Um, originally, this uh, piece, or at least the outline of it, came from uh, Bustle.com. And uh, that's it. Again, we're not... Uh, we're not relationship experts by who, any but, means. Honestly, who is that? No, I know. But this article has you know a therapist um, that we're going to be referring to and by the name of Shadeen Francis. So Boom. So yeah, these are just eleven things uh, you're you're going to cover in your relationship or talk about in your relationship, one way or another, whether you like well, it or not. Well, you, I hope that you would, because they're very important topics to have in a relationship. And I feel like if you don't cover these, then things could get pretty rocky. It's yeah. Well, here's the reality of how I think of most things, and I'm this is coming from an old guy here. Uh, I'm not telling anybody what to do. The, the order that we have done life in together is not your traditional, traditional. <laughs> no, by any means. And if you're in that, if your family is that way, it is what it is. I'm not telling you guys how to navigate it, but I feel this has worked best for us. I if, agree. If we would have done this the way that, let's say, your grandma and grandpa did it, or your parents maybe did it, I don't think we would still be together. Or at least we wouldn't be these people in this scenario. And what I'm saying by that is we did everything backwards. We started dating and then actually lived together before anything and yeah. just lived in my awesome bachelor pad condo. And then we bought a dog together and then we then bought a home together before we got engaged. Yes. For multiple years, like five or six or mm-hmm. seven years before any of that. And then got married. Like we've done things in, in, you know, probably reverse order of a lot of people, but it's worked out for us because mm-hmm. it allowed us to grow up together and go through challenges together before we got married. And the way that I see it is like, if it's and I looked and again, to me, the marriage thing isn't a huge issue. It's like you're already committed at that point. Mm-hmm. At least that's the way I see it. We have friends who are together and have kids and are not married. And I think of them, they're just as married as we are, or if not 100%, more so. Yeah. So when I think about it, I don't know what the rush would be, especially because if you're, if it's supposed to be this forever thing, when statistically speaking, I think first marriages are like 55% is the divorce rate. Second marriages is like 70%. Somebody can fact check me on that, but I think it's, it's somewhere crazy in there. But if it is supposed to be, you know, until death do you part or till you're, you're both dead, what's the rush? Well, in our generation too is changing it and we are waiting to get married or not getting, choosing to not get married at all and waiting to have kids so it is shifting well imagine like how much of a dumbass i was at 25 i have no business being married at oh 25 gosh. years old same here <laughs> you know and uh, honestly even what was i 30 31 no i was 20 no i was 27 when we got engaged i think so 28 i so it's 30 mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's probably like you know hopefully you've matured enough and made an, enough stupid mistakes at that point to kind of know what not to do. And again, not that I still don't make them and, and she doesn't and we're not perfect, but I think you can kind of grow through these different phases of life and at least have some idea of what your value system is and, and who you are as a person around 30. Not that it's not going to evolve and change, but that's a huge, my point is just wait. Like, it, I, or I don't just think gain rush. some life experience, which can really help you um, grow in all aspects of your life and, and benefit and figure out who you are first before 
you do get serious in relationship. I think that's so important. Um, and you can do that while you're in a relationship as well. But to hold each other accountable to continue to grow and, and which will evolve your relationship too and on de- a deeper level, which is so important. And I guess, you know, we've we've experienced a lot together and um, there's still a lot of things to work on for sure. <laughs> well, I think you have to, this is my, if it, I'm talking just the marriage standpoint here and then we'll get into the podcast. If you're going to be with another human, guy, girl, whatever it may be, you have to give them a couple years to, to let them show you who they are. Some people are, are kind of an open book, and I relatively am, but there's shit that I wouldn't say or do probably till like a year in or two years in. And not that I'm faking it, but you just have these layers that you peel back with everybody. And I don't mean just like serious stuff. It's like, you know, when you fart in front of your husband or wife for the first time. <laughs> You know, that doesn't happen the first, like, I don't know how many dates, you know, and I've shared the story before. Maybe I have it on the podcast. Like when I used to go to your old place, like you lived maybe 10 miles from me down the road. Um, I drive down the 51 to your old place at Biltmore Square. Yeah. And then we'd, I'd hang out there all night with you and we'd like do whatever we do. And then I get in my car and go home and unless like fart the whole time. Like I would fart for like 10 straight minutes, just like... Just like straight <laughs> no, heat coming out I of my butt. I just remember sometimes I'd like be, you'd think I'd be sleeping, but you'd be in the bathroom. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but you'd have to, dude. And like, that's just part of who we are. Like, and then you, they get to the point where like, where you farted in front of me. Had it been like so far down the line from that. And I'm still super immature when it comes to farts. I think it's so funny. You just like make a face. I'm like, but it's just who it's, it's life, dude. You can't. Yeah. But my point is, is that it's going to take time to see those types of things or the person you're with at their worst. And just like your level of maturity, you know, and I think when we met, it's like you were mature in some ways and immature in others and, and then vice versa. I had some great mature qualities and then I had some areas of a lot of improvement that I need to to address and work on and so just kind of be mindful of that and help each other grow in those areas of weakness I guess well yeah and the person you meet at 25 is not the same person at 35 and you have to know that like that person hopefully is going to evolve and change and grow and shift with you and you share whatever differences you share which I think you need but also there's likenesses as well and I I would advise anybody if you're going to get married it's, the, it's who they are at their worst moments, not their best moments. It's not who they are on vacation when they're taking their Instagram photo and everything's great and it's sunny and it's beautiful. That's not who you really are with. It's like the day-to-day. You're with the person on a Wednesday when they're like pissed off about work and they're hot and they're hangry and seven things went wrong and they act like a crazy psychopath. That's who you're... Who are you referring to? You. <laughs> Like, that's who you marry, bro. And so, like, can you handle that person in their worst moments? Do you know how to either talk them down or navigate through it? Or are you just willing to just put up with that shit, you know, for at least a little bit? Because that's what it is. We, I think we do this in life. Like, we, we spend so much time planning weddings and planning vacations, but we don't spend the time planning our life. And our life is a bulk of the just day-to-day basic stuff. We get hung up on the little things, and, mm-hmm. and the majority of things is, is what life is. And, like, planning for your actual relationship, because it's, like, it's 
it's a job. It's hard work and effort that you have to put in to, to make it the most successful, happiest, healthiest relationship that you can have. Yeah, and it's just communicating and listening, mm-hmm. which most people aren't great at, at least up front. But the older you get, I think the more you hopefully listen and speak. So so should we get awkward real quick with number one? <laughs> uh, intimacy is what you have written down here. You can read the first You want me to read this whole thing? No, just the first line. The first line. Intimacy is the ability to completely be yourself in front of (laughs) other people, farts and all. Boom. The article actually said warts and all. Like what? Genital warts? That seems gross. Don't be with someone with genital warts. No, like you have warts on your hands and feet. So gross. I have a little wart on a (laughs) finger. I don't have on my feet. You know, I thought you did. Why would I have warts on my feet? I have one on my finger. I can't get rid of it. Okay, maybe it's just your feet, like the knuckles. Yeah. Anyway. So, like, healthy relationships are ones where partners obviously share intimacy and have each other's back. They feel safe with one another. Um, Obviously, issues with sex can create big divides between couples, whether it's about lack of desire or not getting their needs fulfilled. Physical attraction and intimacy wear over time, obviously, in a relationship when you've been together for several years, um, but you just got to always make an effort to keep it alive, and um, it obviously can, if you continue to work at it, you can have a successful, intimate life for many years to come, Um, but you have to talk about it, and you can't hold it in. This can be such a a major deal breaker in a relationship, and it can build up over time, and they're saying in the article, it's just the classic reason why people pursue affairs, which is so wrong, so don't do that. (laughs) Talk about it. Is that really the number one reason? Interesting. I think that and financial I know, that's uh, money. Num- I know that's the number one reason people divorce is because of financial yeah. problems. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, for example, in our relationship, to be honest, like it can be hard, especially when we're both working full time. He's running a business and I have my own career and I try to help him too. And we just are exhausted a lot and we don't even have kids yet, which is <laughs> scary because I'm I know how hard that can be when you're a parent. So we always just try to talk about it. We schedule, we organize. Yeah, there's times where it's, um, you know, in the heat of the moment and it's exciting and you feel like you're dating again. But the reality is, is you just got to make a point, make it a priority and uh, talk and communicate, you know, how each other feels and what you guys need out of the relationship. Are you going to help me out here? <laughs> I know. I agree. I think scheduling is everything's important for sure. Putting in. Like we have to work at, okay, let's plan a date night. Let's do this together on the weekends. Let's have sexy time. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a dude. So like, I don't really care about that. Like I would have sex like basically any day unless I'm super exhausted. But even if I'm like a sweaty, disgusting mess, I don't care. And I don't care if you are either. But yeah. all dudes are predators. But I don't like to feel, like, gross. So. No, but guys don't care. But as a dude, you got to know that, too, though. That, like, your wife probably doesn't want to smell like a dumpster, <laughs> even though you don't care because you're just a savage. Um, but that's who we are as dudes. So but I do think scheduling it is important. But I also think, like, just randomly being like, hey, 
No, you got, you got to check in with each you got, other. You got 20 minutes. Let's do this. I or like, hey, it's been a really long time because we had family in town for a month or something like that. Yeah. And you just have to, but you have to talk about here, what, here's the things you like and how do you, you know, what's your thing, you know? And I don't think people talk about that either. Like, what are your needs? What are their needs? And there's give and take with that with everybody. But that just comes down to communication, obviously. And I do think it's important. It's super healthy. Obviously, it's, um, you know, we're all humans and it's but that's human why, needs. That's so. why you got with that person in the first place. Because mm-hmm, you, you wanted to have sex with them. Yeah. Because if you didn't want to have sex with them, you wouldn't have married them anyway. Right? Yeah. At least that's how I think about it. I hope my parents aren't going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if they know we have sex. Weird. <laughs> Number uh, two. Boundaries. So it's super important to talk about boundaries in each relationship so you can be clearer on what would make each each of you feel safe, you know, respected, in, um, interested or disinterested. So I think it's just so important for us to always address that. And early on, I feel like in our relationship, we established boundaries um, obviously mutual level of respect. Don't try to control each other would be a huge one. We both are very independent. So it's like respecting each other's boundaries when we need alone time, um, and just doing our own thing and not always having to do things together. We're just really not that couple. Like we do a lot together, but we also respect each other's privacy and own time <laughs> alone from always being around. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we have a process. Everybody does. Like, you have one, I have one, and then we obviously have one together. And I'm not judging anybody, whatever you guys, your level of comfort is, if you like to check in with them all the time and see what they're doing. And that's super cool. Uh, I don't roll that way. So if you're like, hey, I'm going to go meet, you know, Lolly at wherever, and I don't see you till the next morning when I wake up because you're out hanging out, I'm like, that's super cool too. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you don't have to call me and text me. Like, I don't care. We just have, like, that mutual level of respect and trust and honesty is, like, really what your foundation of your relationship should be. And I'm glad that we've, we're just very two loyal people that understand that about each other. Well, yeah. I wouldn't have married you if I thought, like, you're going to go hook up with somebody. Like, that doesn't even cross my brain. Like, it's not even mm-hmm. a remote thing. So, if you go and, like, oh, I'm going to go home for a couple of days or I'm going to go with my girls and do this. So, like cool call me whenever like yeah. shoot me a text same, like same when you leave and like, like I go just, have fun <laughs> i just <laughs> go to <laughs> i just go to sleep i don't really i don't really care about it it's just it's fine you have but again we all it comes down to is just you respecting their that person and what their process is and what they like to do and need to do and you know just when you go out i'm sure creeps will talk to you and it's fine like it's just part of the game oh they do do you want to share your creep story no you Why can not? i don't no, you'll share it better than me. It's yours. I wasn't there. You went to, you met a friend. You went out for the first time in like forever with some friends. Yes, just like two weeks ago. Who are visiting from Seattle where you can basically do nothing. And you come to Arizona. It's the Wild West. We can do everything here. So you meet them at a resort that's close enough. And then they want to go to a popular. Well, we went to the rooftop outdoor bar oh, yes. uh, at the W actually continue and i got offered a drink (laughs) to buy me a drink still got it still got it yeah still got it and i actually turned him down because i was like no no that's okay i'm like married you don't need to do that 
because he was asking me what tequila I like, and then he wanted me to try the new Michael Jordan tequila, and I was like, mm, you really don't need drop, puts down a $100 bill. I'm like, dude, like, I don't care. And I he, make my own money, and I don't like tequila, And then tequila, my friend buddy. came over, and then he wanted to buy both of us drinks, and he's come to find out, we were asking, why are you here? He's here for a guy's golf weekend, and he was married, and had three kids, and I'm like, what are you doing? Save your money, and be respectful to your wife, and just kind of went off on him. I felt kind of bad, but not really, because I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I think of this, and this, this is weird if, well, and I'm, rude. Can you imagine if I was doing that? Like if I was in some other city and not with you, and I'm at a bar, and I'm just offering to spend our money on some random girls to buy them drinks. Would you be a fan of that? And she's there, like, putting her kids to bed while you're, like, talking to yeah. single girls. Would you be, or married. Would you be cool <laughs> with that? My friend was single, though. Yeah. So the point I'm driving at is anybody listening, and I don't care what anybody does. This is, obviously, it's my podcast, so I'm going to say what I want to say. If you wouldn't do that with your friends and family and your spouse around, you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Meaning, if my wife was out at some bar offering to buy some random dudes drinks, and I'm, like, at home, like, dealing with kids and shit, I think that's an asshole move. Mm -hmm. I just, I, that's how I kind of live my life. Like, David Jack told me the story a long time ago, which I won't share the whole thing here, but basically the premise of it was, is, like, if you wouldn't do it, you know, with all your friends and family around, you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. And that's the way I try to live my life you with never everything. never know who's watching. No. Especially but you, with social media now. And I just think of it as like, I don't want to be a shitty person. Mm -hmm. Like, I would never do that anyway. First of all, I'm not going to buy some random. I bought you a beer like once. And I'm like, if Bud Light's five bucks, this is crazy <sighs> expensive. So sure as hell, I'm not going to buy Michael Jordan tequila for $100 for some random chicks at a bar. But the point driving is, those are... You're Those crossing are, a boundary there. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And you you and your spouse should like have that. I'm sure the wife isn't cool with it is what I'm saying. And that's a, kind of a dick move. Yeah. And that's why I do think conversations like this or, you know, articles like this, podcast episodes like this do matter to people to listen to them. So you have this open line of communication like, hey, honey, have you ever like went on a vacation with dudes and bought random girls drinks with our money while I'm home taking care of the kids? Like that's a shitty thing to do mm -hmm. in my opinion. Maybe I'm old school. Who knows? No, I'm glad you're like that. Thank God. That's why I'm with you. <laughs> well, it's kind of the way I think of like like strip clubs. Like, why would I want to go to a strip club? Like, again, I'm not Ew. judging anybody yeah. who, who likes that stuff, but that's just not my thing. Like, I've been before in the past as a young man. I never understood it. I'm like, I'm going to pay you money to like pretend to like me. It's this the seem, weirdest This thing. seems really creepy. Thanks. Number three, relationship needs. So, like we said, talk about your needs both. As a partner and as an individual, uh, we all have needs that we like to be met within a relationship. For example, like safety, support, honesty, fun. Um, these represent the foundation of your connection and they are bonding needs. On the other hand, in a relationship, we'll still require room to grow as individuals. So this may look like something desired privacy, solo projects, relationships with friends outside of your own relationship with your partner is just really important to address so for example like we mentioned honesty is key uh, I remember oh I was going to talk about <laughs> early on in our relationship I lied about my Nordstrom card to Jeremy and that was like 
he felt so betrayed. And so that was after that, we, that's really the beginning of our relationship. And this was before we were married, but kind of opened the doors to sharing everything financially and how we would navigate that in our relationship. Um, and so from here on out, he's, we're fully, we've for years fully been transparent on what we both spend and we can see everything. But in the beginning in a relationship, I think this is huge is you, we, at that time, I think we still had separate accounts. We did. We lived in the same house, but we were trying to figure out, okay. And, but I was nervous because I love to shop at Nordstrom. (laughs) I still had a Nordstrom card that I had quite a large balance on it at the time. And I kept it from him because I knew he would be, upset because we were just we were starting to furnish I think our house at that time and we had just moved in it was like 15 grand was it it was not just on Nordstrom Nordstrom and then we had um I think I had a Macy's card too it was almost 20 grand or no it was a large number thank goodness I worked really hard that year and I got a really nice size bonus and I paid it off but yeah I was not uh I was not, that was not cool. Um, yeah, that was the worst. Uh, that I look at that like anybody else. But again, you're young, you're stupid, you go through it. And then as long as you're transparent about both your, cause you're both working towards a common goal, right? Like you're both like at that time, we're just trying to like, you know, pay our bills and live life, but you're both trying to probably buy a home or, you know, take a vacation or save for retirement or buy a rental property or whatever you're trying to do. You're trying to do this financially as a, as a team in a unit. In my opinion, I think you should have, you know, you should share your accounts. Um, and you have to support each other because you have a shared, you have these shared goals that you need to create in your relationship. So you both should be budgeting. You mm-hmm. both should be like aware of what's going in, what's going out, like how, like what is your net worth? Like what debts do you have if you have them? And I remember I just like found it and I'm like, are oh, you got to be fucking kidding me, man? Like I could have just like, I could have well, lost My whole it. thought process was like, oh, I'm just going to get a good bonus and I'll pay it off and then it'll be done with that. And I don't have to like mention it to them, but. But the way I look at it for people, and again, it's like, you know, a trillion years ago at this point. So I could care less because we're, you know, we're different humans now, but that's financial infidelity, if you will. Like you are doing something, it's just like cheating on them, but just with money, like not with the person. And people are like, well, Jeremy, it's way worse if it's a person. I'm like, well, is it really? Like, think about this. Like your husband hooks up with, you know, some other woman. You're probably going to leave him. Or your husband, oh, by the way, um, has put you $200,000 in credit card debt. You're going to stay with that dude? Maybe you do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like if I came home today or vice versa, if you came home and like this whole time I was just full of shit, like, Hey, Heather, we really didn't pay the house off. Um, we actually owe a million dollars. Yeah. Imagine feeling that today. Oh my today. gosh. I know. You would, would, how could you even stay with me? Because I've lived a lie mm-hmm. for so fucking long. Yeah. Like I know they're two different things, but they're the same thing. You have to be just fully transparent with each other and then you will not have to ever have any of those really those fights or arguments around money. Um, and going back to the Nordstrom card, just to clarify that there was some on a Nordstrom card and then there was also some furniture I'd pers- I had purchased on the Macy's and that's why the total was so high. 
Oh, thanks for clarifying. Well, I didn't, well, I didn't for, want to be like, oh my gosh, I just spent all this money on clothes. It was actually, some of it was house stuff that I just decided to to buy on my own. But again, <laughs> like you're a young kid, like that's what I say, like you have to mature as people and have these conversations. But like, what do you want? Because, and that's, I don't want to get hung up on money because we'll go into spending habits and those things and yeah. down the list. But when you're young, especially if there are people listening who are, like younger than us or maybe in this different phase of life, there's decisions you're going to make at a very young age in terms of money that's either going to set you up for success or give you this terrible uphill battle. And timing is everything. There's a lot of things that have to go right and then there's some things that are naturally going to go wrong. It's why I think, I don't want to get off topic, but like why college is tough for people because they're asking you to make a decision about your life at 18 years old that they expect you to be doing when you're 48 years old, which is completely fucking ridiculous. But that debt you acquire in those years is going to carry with you forever. Like Heather had student loans Mm -hmm. and, you know, eventually we just, we paid them off because it just pissed me off. I wanted to get rid of them. And it wasn't a a ridiculous amount of money, but if she had owed like $200,000 on student loans, that's a, a weight and a burden she carries on with her relationship to her, which hampers our financial future and all the things that we want to do moving forward. So the point I'm circling back to is if you're making decisions at a young age, you know, for yourself and not, you know, cluing your partner in because you took out way too many student loans or you have a really expensive car payment and you're racking up all these things, that's going to affect both of you. And it's going to affect your needs moving forward about, you know, how secure you guys feel, you know, and how much fun you can have. And obviously there's honesty that goes with that. And I don't, this isn't meant to be about money. This this point is about relationship needs, but there, we all have like these basic six human needs and the sense of uh, security. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of them for sure. And the sense of like having a feeling of, of, of certainty, at least a little bit, uh, it matters a lot. And you just have to be a team and always approach it like that. Like this is your partner, your teammate, and you have to communicate on all levels. Um, and that just going back to relationship needs, like other examples of fun, like we were mentioning, I, it's so important for me to have my girls nights, him to have his guys nights, um, usually, you know, once a month and just being respectful of that time and making sure like, if you say you're going to go watch the fights, um, next weekend, I'll make sure that I'm not going to plan like, okay, let's go to this person's house for a barbecue or have people over or whatnot. It's making sure that you know, I respect that on your calendar too. So things like that to have. And we each have a process, right? Mm-hmm. Like your process for how you exercise is different than mine. Mm-hmm. My wake up process is different than yours. Or even how we go to sleep is not exactly the same. Like we have our own individual things that we have to do every day. If you don't get to exercise, you act a certain way. Mm-hmm. If I don't get to, you know what I'm saying? Like we all have something yeah. and you have to understand that like, well, Hey, we're going to go do this all day with my family for 14 hours. I'm like, that's not what I'm going to do. Like, you're not going to do that either. Like we have individual things that we each need to do in our days to be who we are. And you have to compromise. Like there's always going to be, you guys got to meet in the middle. And I think that's like the healthiest way to approach a lot of important aspects of your relationship. It's all give and take, man. Yeah. So number four relationship fears it's not easy but it's important to not only talk about what you're worried about in your relationship but to make plans to both ease those concerns and plan for how to handle scary situations together if they arise 
fear promotes distance and can undermine your journey together. Um, this from the therapist uh, in the article. When afraid, people stop being vulnerable and close off from their partners. Anxiety snowballs, and the longer it lingers, the bigger it gets. So this this is a hard one, you know, for a lot of people, maybe, for example, if you're worried, maybe that person that you're with isn't the one. Worry, you... worry every day. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Every I day wake up. Question it. Well, honestly, here's the, not only an off topic, but I'm going to. Uh, I don't think there's just one person for one person. I don't, I don't agree with that either. Like, I think I could have a good life with some other girl who's not you. I don't think it'd be as good. I agree. But I think there's plenty of guys out there. <laughs> they just won't look like me, but... Oh, my gosh. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but no, I mean, like, I think... That's why I think it's, again, if, if you... But if some people do believe that, like, this is the one person on earth I was meant for, maybe that's the thing. I think if you're a great person, you're going to attract a lot of great people that you could have a great life with. And I do think inside of that like ecosystem, there's certain individuals that you could have a better life with. And just sharing a life. I think there's that's such a huge um, differentiator, For sure. I would say, is because there's some people, yeah, it might be fun to date, but like to be a life partner, and that's a whole nother ball game oh yeah or like you like to have sex with this person but you know they're kind of crazy yeah which makes the sex great but you don't want to be married to a crazy human so i get it but so that is a worry for people or a fear but you got to address that and figure that out uh before i would suggest before taking any further steps in the relationship like if you are thinking about you're waiting to be proposed to or maybe you're you would love to get pregnant like you have to address those concerns in the relationship um and then what else jeremy like we just you have fears i don't really have any fear i mean i guess like if you're gonna turn into like a serial killer or something i'm worried about that well before we were engaged i remember we were talking about let's buy a house but we we had to address like our long-term goals. I'm like, I'm not going to buy a house with you. Like, what do you see our future? Like having that communication about when we would kind of the timeline of when we'd be engaged in marriage came up during that conversation and our future dreams together. And it's like, you have to have those conversations about it's uncomfortable and it can be, especially when you're young and immature and maybe you haven't been in the relationship for a long time. But I think it just will always set you up for success later on if you do. Yeah, I would say to people, like, don't worry about a lot of these things every day because they don't matter every day. Like, if you're with somebody and it's fun right now, like, don't worry if they're the one. Like, who gives a shit? Just enjoy your Tuesday and your Wednesday and your Thursday. And there's a natural growth and progression and maturation process that's going to happen. Oh, when is he going to propose to me? Who gives a shit? It's not your choice. He's going to do it when he wants to do it. Like, don't be like my wife and get mad when it didn't happen. Just be cool. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah, I thought, well, it actually happened just like days after I thought it was going to happen, but I thought it was going to happen on my birthday weekend. (laughs) And then you were such a butthead. Like the whole car ride home, you're just all salty. I'm like, what is your deal? I know. You did good. It was very special and intimate. But it's like you totally it, caught me off guard, which was good because I had originally thought that you taking me up north for my birthday was going to be where you did it. But it's <laughs> like here, and here's the thing, ladies, and I don't typically give 
lady's advice, but this is you not. Don't? This is no, because I don't. I'm not. A, I'm a dude. I talk to the dudes. Um, ladies, this is not your thing. This is his thing. So let him do whatever he needs to do the way that he wants to do it. And it's not just about you. This is him doing something. Do you? Can everybody just be in agreement mm-hmm. with me here? So if it doesn't happen the way you wanted to or when you thought it was supposed to happen, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. the rest of the shit from here, it's all yours. Yeah. You're going to do everything. You're going to say, here's the flowers, here's this. He's not going to say, I don't give a shit. But this is just his thing. My point is, don't worry about these things. They don't happen on these like these made-up timelines. And be patient with your partner to respect them too. Um, it just... And when they are ready too, like you can't just force somebody. No, listen to me. Do not do that. Again, do, going back to like, don't con- try to control each other. Don't don't do the ultimatum yeah. thing. Well, if he doesn't, mar- if you don't propose to me by this time, it's over. Yeah. Do you really want to be in a marriage where you gave someone an ultimatum to like be with you? That right. seems like a recipe for just. Dis- I disaster. think that would always worry me. You know, like why would I have to do that? Um, why would you want to be with someone you forced to be with you? <laughs> yeah. That seems terrible. I know. So my point is, is that we get really wrapped up on timelines and younger people more so than older people. Because what you're going to realize is you might get married, you might get divorced. You know how many weddings I've been in and now those people are not with the same people? Mm -hmm. Or friends of ours who are now on their second marriage or friends of ours who weren't married who are going to, who are now dating people who were married before. Or some of our friends haven't even got married no. and, and probably will in the near future. Yeah. You know? Ben's just George Clooney <laughs> all day, which is amazing. And my point is, don't worry about it. Well, by the, and you'll, you, like these um, old school traditional timelines. Young people do this. Throw them out the window. By 25, I have to yeah. do this. By 28, I have to do this. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like you are 25 years old. You are crazy. Like, like, you do not know. And it can be scary going back to the relationship fears, uh, going back to when you approached me saying you wanted to quit your job and start your own business. Like, that was a huge, scary time in our relationship because it was so much uncertainty, unknown. But we just, we trusted each other. And I knew that eventually if we worked hard, hard enough at it, like, we're going to have challenges and setbacks. But, like, if we work really hard, anything's possible. Just think how, like... But it was hard. It was definitely a hard time on a relationship, and early on in a relationship. Now what? Now what? Now it's amazing. How amazing. But think about this. (laughs) How different would our life be if I just, like, was a normal dude? Like, if I just worked, like, I work at Bank of America. I'm just a banker, which is a fine job. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a great career. Like, I'm just your... I'm your business banker at B of A. I mean, I knew you were super weird, and you just were not... You needed something. How dead would I be inside? Though? You needed to to control your own yes career, and so running your own business was like the best way to to do it for your life and for your personality. And as terrible as it is at times, like in how hard it is, I just think our life is way better because of it. Mm-hmm. Even totally. though it's it's the harder path for sure. I'm so thankful though, because it's it's how we meet everybody. It's it's all really fulfilling path like think of all the coolest people we know how do we meet them through jsf it's nuts dude i know so it worked out uh number five fighting style (laughs) there will inevitably be road bumps in your relationship but figuring out the best way to communicate can help diminish any volatile arguments the solutions not to avoid tough conversations like we've mentioned but instead learning to fight fair and kind of respecting your partners, how they 
their behaviors and their fighting style, I think, to understand that is very important. Um, what is what is it that each of you are naturally inclined to do when you have hurt feelings or are arguing a point? Once you know what your partner naturally does to protect themselves in, in an argument, you can not only depersonalize these experiences but make agreements to change any behaviors that are too hurtful or unproductive so for example I'm like notorious for leaving the room back in the day I've gotten way better but like say we are starting to argue about something then I will immediately shut down and get upset and like want to just lock myself in the other room and just like get away from me but I've really worked on that we now just have to I've learned to just hash it out um, in a in a more mature way and just address everything right there and get it over with and hear both sides of the, of the situation so we can come to a mutual agreement and move on. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't do the walk away shit. That doesn't work at our house. Uh, what you do though is... <laughs> we do it, we do it right there. But you also try to always, I feel like you always try to win... Well, that's what life You're, is. Like we're both very competitive, so a it's like I always believe that I'm I'm right for the most part, and then you you usually, try to always argue. Usually you're wrong. Usually you are wrong. Um, <laughs> that's just the truth. Whatever. Usually you're wrong because you're way more emotional than me, so you get a little. We're bit. both just really stubborn, so yeah. it's like hard, and we don't like to lose, so it's. But if I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole. If I do something wrong, I do something wrong. I just try to explain why I did it. Like, and I'm actually the one that's the Heather's one a, that yells and could hit. Yeah. Um, I have anger issues Heather's sometimes. Hit, hit me. I know I don't hit. I'm not saying I hate no, you. No, you've hit me before. Yeah, but not and like. you've hit things. You've thrown I, things. It's not. I mean, I'm really embarrassed that I'm actually sharing this. Rear but. view mirror. Remote control. I can go down the list, bro. Like, I like to punch things sometimes when I'm really angry. And that, I know it's really immature. And I've had this issue. I don't know if any of you struggle with that. But, like, for years. Like, in high school, I used to do it. And, yeah. And just continued the trend. For but don't 20, act 20. like I beat you up. It's well, not no, like I, I could beat you did up. Did I say you could beat me up? No, you strike me, though. <laughs> I got a solid chin, though, so you can't I've never down. hit you in your face not or in the, anything. Not in the face, no. Oh, my God, Jeremy. This is embarrassing. But that's your I've, like. The point we're driving at is that you have to know your partner's fighting style. So maybe you have to train jujitsu or like stand up if your ground game's weak because in case your wife wants to crush you. Um, seriously, though, you have to really just – you got to understand like who your partner is. And my advice would be don't go to sleep angry. Um, right. And don't waste days over stupid shit because most of these things you're arguing about are so dumb and they don't mean anything. And oftentimes – your partner is mad about something else and they're putting it on you. I don't do this because I used to do this as a kid and identified it early. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. So if mm -hmm. I have an issue, I'm going to explain what it is. Yeah. But if I'm like, I don't, again, I handle the, and I'm not saying like I'm a saint here. I'm a dipshit like everybody else, but I handle certain things better than maybe like you do in terms of like yeah. if I'm hungry or tired or whatever, where you mm -hmm. will then lash out on me about the dishes because you're hungry and tired, which has nothing to do with me. I know. And you'll do that. And we all do that in some contexts as people. The point is, is that that's a stupid thing to argue about. It's and so, so dumb. I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, 
hey, whatever you're pissed about, it's not me, it's this. Let's just talk and then we'll move forward. And the story, we were at dinner with Hannah and Paulo the other night and she goes, you know, it's the same thing for us. Like we were, they were hiking and they were arguing for 15 minutes about, you know, who put the water bottle away in their place. And they're having this bitching argument. And they talked about, she was talking to us, like, say, hey, we're filming all this content. We're taking all these photos in these beautiful locations. But we might argue the whole fucking time and on the way there. you're not being present and enjoying the scenery and where you're actually at. Yes. And the point of me sharing that is that we're all guilty of it. But don't let it rob you of joy for, you know, 10 minutes, 10 hours or 10 days. Like, oh, we haven't talked to each other in 24 hours. We never do that. Mm -mm, Never. There's nothing that's worth it to me. And and if we can't resolve it, then we have a bigger issue. But I'm not going to waste a whole evening or waste two days because of whatever. And usually it's like, oh, did you put your clothes away? Or, oh, did you pay a bill? Or, oh, Jeremy, you're going to wear that. Like some stupid shit. Yeah. And you're always very calm. Unless it's something where I'm like, "Uh, you're wearing that. And he freaks out on me. But, like, normally he's very. Because what if I said that? He's very mature and calm and patient. And I'm the one that can kind of yell and scream and get, have the emotions take over me. Um, But it's just who I am. (laughs) And I'm cool until I'm not. Like, I'm super cool until I'm not cool. And then I just go, like, all right, let's just do it. But imagine, guys, if your wife came out with her outfit she's going to go to dinner with or wherever, and you said to her... This doesn't apply. Is that what you're going to wear? It, imagine men, if you're listening to me as a man, and you go, is that what you're going to wear? It's just a rule that what? men cannot do that, but women can help suggest... But we want to be equal. We want to be you, equal. When you have a husband that doesn't care really about clothes, then yes, I like to suggest some things and put some outfits together, and then you need to like you're not adult. like you're upset. adult like you're a doll dress them up like a doll that's just with you for the photos okay cool okay moving on <laughs> mic drop spending habits Ew. number six you can get some get back you want to read it it is important to talk about how each of you handles money and how you want to handle it as a couple are you interested in saving are you guys interested in spending and what purchases can you make without consulting each other with obviously different spending patterns there can easily be resentment if one person is thrifty or if one person is a dipshit with money that's not what it says i just made that (laughs) up right there uh it says impulsive you have to agree on a strategy that will put you both on the same page of working towards your common goals and at the end of the day i do think the common goal is the biggest thing yeah did you want me to go through the no and i i mean i used i still i guess i'm the spender in the relationship but get you guess but I've gotten you give me credit, Jeremy. No, I'm no, no, way I, better no, than I used I don't, to be. But when you say that, like I don't look at that as like it's not a negative. Because like, I'm also a saver in the relationship. I'm both. Yeah, I don't think when people say like I'm a spender, it's fine. Like if you make money, you can spend money. The goal of money, to me, is, and again, this is my take on it, is not to just make it and have it sit in an account and fucking look at it. That doesn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point? You know, of just oh, I made all this money and it just sits there. I think the point of money is to make your life better and to make your life easier and to buy you some sense of financial security and freedom. That's really how I look at money. I don't look at it as, and this is not the habits part of it, but I don't look at it as like, oh, how much can I make and how much you know debt can I leverage to buy the biggest, fanciest, you know, most expensive shit? Now, a lot of people do that and that's okay. That's not how I see it. For me, 
if I, you know, as I go through life and, and acquire more wealth and certain things, like if I could have things like, oh, I have a private chef or I have like, you know, someone to come to my house and give me massages. I think that's where I'd want to spend my money because that makes my life easier or have a pool guy, have a landscaper, have a housekeeper, which we do have those things. That makes our life so much better. We argue less. We get to spend more time together. We don't have to do those kind of crazy things. So when you say you're a spender, I'm okay with spending money on those kinds of things. Well, and I also am someone that I feel like I spend a lot of my money on the right things, like experiences. Yes, that are important to you. Time with my family, friends, doing amazing, creating memories. And that's where a lot of my money will go. And you also, that. you also make a lot of money so you can spend it. Mm-hmm. Like we have an agreement, like we talk, like everything is ours together. And, you know, let's say I make more money than you. Like, it's not like I sit there like, oh, I made all this money. Yeah. I died and got up early for certain days where you didn't have to get up as early, but I chose to do this. He loves to rub that in my face. Because <laughs> Heather will spend more than I ever would, obviously, which is fine. But the point of driving it is it's ours together. And, but we all, we have to be on the same page with the goals. Mm-hmm. The only thing that frustrates me is that if you're with somebody and they want to spend a shit ton of money, but they also have these giant financial goals, which it, and then it takes away from that goal. And so then, it, then you have, that's where the resentment the disconnect, comes from. Yeah. And I totally understand that. It's like, okay, so give me the straight. You want to do this ridiculous financial dream yet. You want to spend all the money along the way. Well, how are you going to get there? Mm-hmm. I'm not so concerned. And again, I think the goals are good to have out there to, to, their, to have their, their goalposts, to know like, okay, we're at the 10-yard line, 20-yard line, 30-yard line, and so on. And even if the goalposts change a little bit, it's still important to have them. I personally want to focus on how do I get to the goal? Not just the goal itself, but what is every yard on the way there? Like that's what matters to me. What are the little daily habits that you have to do together as a team to get there? And that's where it becomes tough because the people who tend to be spenders, and I'm generalizing here, they get wrapped up in in like the in, emotion, in the moments. yeah, the indulgence, the feeling that the, instant gratification, yes. the not being patient, yeah. Where I don't know what this is, if it's my natural tendency or my dad or whatever the fuck it is, like I'll just do the work and wait. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've come a long way from uh, when we first met, and I made a point to start understanding finances and educating myself and taking time to go to different financial conferences throughout the years and read different books, listen to podcasts, like things like that, that you have to make the choice to do it on your own. And I still could learn more and I still want to, I just got to make the time and effort to do that. But it's so important and it really will help bring you closer in your relationship. And you'll realize when you have a better understanding of your financial goals and habits and things like that as a couple, it's going to bring you two together on a deeper level, which is what, and you're going to be proud of each other and proud of just you as a team. Yeah. Even if you're like a partner listening and you don't work and like your wife only works or your husband only works, you still need to be part of the conversation you still need to educate yourself on, you know, how much money you have, how much, you know, debt you have, who is your CPA, who is your financial advisor, if you guys obviously employ those people, 
and have conversations about what do you want your life to look like day to day? What do you want it to be like in a couple of years? Do you have, you know, retirement uh, in mind? Are you planning to work till you're 59 and a half or until you're 65? Or do you want to punt it when you're 50? And do you have a contingency plan or a gap fund or other income streams if you're going to quit working full time? Or what do you want to do career wise? Those are all important things. And, and where do you want to be? Like, that's all stuff people should talk about, whether you both make a ton of money, whether one of you makes a lot, one of you makes a little or one of you doesn't do anything. You should still be educated and, and talk about how you guys go about things. And for us, like, if we want to do like, I don't really, I don't really buy anything like that. I would ever have to like say anything to you about. Cause that's just who I'm like a robot though. I'm a terrible example. Like most he, dudes, he's a bad example. Most dudes would be like, Oh, I want to go buy this. Like I don't give a shit. He's very much into investing his money, which is, I'm so grateful for, but well, because- I have to sometimes be like, Okay, we got to... But again, you're the... But it's like, it is a balance though, right? Because like if I did even half of like what mm-hmm. you wanted to do, no offense, we'd be like broke as... We'd be broke I as know. shit. So, We're a good balance. So, but I, that's just my natural personality. Like, I don't give a shit. Where you'll be like, hey, do you want to buy this for the backyard? i am like, yeah, sure. Looks awesome. Like, I'm happy to do it. So it works out for us. There's a synergy. But if you're going to make these big purchases, I do think you have to probably have some ceiling. Like, hey, if we spend over... 500 bucks just let me know or whatever whatever the number you guys come up with as a couple is like because if it's hey i'm gonna go to the grocery store for 62 bucks i don't give a shit Mm -hmm. you know but i do like to know because for us it's nice to understand like okay what do we spend on average per month Mm -hmm. for groceries is it a thousand dollars is it two thousand dollars because if you don't for a lot of people i look at wandering into debt like you wander into being overweight because it's it doesn't happen overnight you can gain 30 pounds in five years and and not even really realize it. Just how I've seen a lot of people here go into $30,000 of credit card debt in five years because they just didn't really realize it. And that's why I think budgeting is a very basic, simple tool, but having an open line of communication with your partner, especially if one of them is a spender or if you're both spenders, um, like Heather mentioned, going to, you know, personal development conferences that are surrounded by money. And they talk about money as pain points or like we've been to events like Retire Inspired and I've bought Heather the books and then she finds her own podcasts on the topics. And And different books on my own. And when you do that and when you both talk about it together, even though if if one of you just is a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad, if you talk about it together and you budget together, you feel like you both did it as a team. And it's not like... You won't resent each other that way. You won't say, oh, it's his money or Mm -hmm. it's her money. It's our money Mm -hmm. and it's our plan. And I think that's super important. It's super healthy, too, in a relationship to do it that way. This is the big one. Is it? <laughs> Number seven. Ch- children? We don't have any. <laughs> On to the next one. I mean, I got a bunch of kids Jeremy who come. probably. There's a bunch of kids who come here that think I'm great, so basically. You're great with the kids here. Well, they like me. You, not so much. <laughs> all you're kid, just around them all kids more. Like, all kids like me. Uh, so even if you're not at that point yet, if you're in a serious relationship that could lead to a family, you need to get on the same page, whether you want to have children or not. And how to parent them is a huge topic that couples need to discuss as there's a lot of room for divergent opinions. So for us, I mean, obviously it's a hot topic. We don't have kids. I think we're both really still confused, to be honest, wouldn't you say? Um, early on in a relationship before we got married, I for sure, we had those conversations like, okay, I just want to know what's an option if I choose to want to be a parent. 
Um, so having that conversation to know before you get married is, I think, really important. Um, to be honest, I was never really that girl that grew up being like, I can't wait to be a mom. Like, I just, um, I think, and I'm being vulnerable, I do think someday if I never chose to have a kid, I would resent, I would regret it when I'm older. And so I might not be fully ready right now, and I'm still kind of confused, <laughs> but I think it's amazing. It would be an amazing experience. And I guess my point is, is like, I found a lot of fulfillment and figured I wanted to figure out things for myself independently and then experience as a couple without kids first. And so I feel like we've been doing that, especially after 2020 and this crazy pandemic year it rocked both of us in both of our industries so that was kind of a delay (laughs) I think in a way for us but I um I just I love being an aunt and I love my nieces and I just feel like you shouldn't be in a rush even though I'm a female and I'm 35 years old I know a lot of us out there it's you feel the pressure because of your age. Um, so I just, I, I'm excited when I think about it. I just, I still feel like we're not quite there yet. <laughs> no, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't really think about it. I just come to work every day. Like I just do, yeah. I, I live day to day basically. I just um, want to enjoy a year of just normalcy, I guess. And we're starting to get in that stage especially in Arizona yeah man I don't know like I don't you know I'm sure people I don't have kids so I don't know what to say like I just maybe we do maybe we don't I don't know like I just I kind of God's plan basically I just kind of (laughs) live life dude and whatever kind of happens is going to happen I just there's a lot of factors that obviously play into it I think obviously we're older so there's benefits Mm -hmm. and there's drawbacks too but I wasn't you know my best friend is four kids and uh, like it's when I say that, it still seems like it's fake to me because he's just like, he's obviously like a great dad, but like we're just a bunch of fucking. And you grew up too. in the same small town in the Midwest, and yeah, so. we're the same. Like we're just two knuckleheads, dude. And my life is so different than his. Like, and like we have a friend moving here. My good friend's Kiefer's moving here. He's got a ton of kids, and I'm like, I see his life, and then I'm like, I'm here listening to rap music, working out with little short shorts on. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, we were just so, it's so completely different. Like, our whole path and our whole cycle, I don't know. Like, I really. I think there's just, I have fear, to be honest. And I know I shouldn't, I overthink things way too much. And I just know it's going to be the hardest job I will ever have as being a parent. So it's just like, I need a. Well, I see the kids here too, so it's I just know. Scary to I me. know. I know too much. <laughs> I've said I've lived. So Monica sits right next to me. You guys, who don't know, have never been here. Um, where Heather's sitting right now, and for she's been with me for like eight years, and I've lived through all her kids. So from Caleb to Maya to Kobe. Now, if you watch my Instagram stories, that's the dude who's in here all the time. I've lived through them all. Uh, the People good, always ask if that's your kid. <laughs> yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He's uh, like my kid for like an hour, and then I give him back because he goes crazy uh, like they all do. It just seems – it is what it is. Like we're just living life right now at this point. But I do think if you're 
you guys are going to be with somebody, you should have a conversation. You have to address it. And I think you give it time, though, too, and see how that evolves and changes. And, you know, who knows? Not everybody's meant to do everything, and we're not all meant to do everything the same. And that's really the way that I look at it. And sometimes certain things will happen or they won't happen, and that's just going to be life. And so we'll play it by ear. But the point of, the obviously, this topic is I think if you're going to be married to somebody – that's a conversation, obviously, you want to have with them. Because if you're with somebody who wants to have seven kids and you don't want to have any, uh, it's probably going to be tough to really meet in the middle. So, mm-hmm. Number eight, each other's family. You and your partner may have different visions of how you want to interact with your family and their involvement in your lives, so it must be discussed. It's important for you as a couple to come to an understanding of the boundaries that you want to set with your family. This will enable you to present a united front to your families and support one another in the process. So another really important conversation. Um, To be honest, it was a challenge for us for a long time in our relationship just due to the fact that we are born in completely different states. Although, and we were raised in different ways. At the same time, I feel like our core values, him being from the Midwest, I'm from the Northwest, are very similar and um, how you value family when you grow up in those areas. Um, I guess the difficult part for us was we met in in Arizona, so we didn't have any family around. So it took, it wasn't as convenient. It takes so much more time and can take more like years to really establish close uh, relationships with your families. And um, you do kind of have to establish boundaries when you do have whether it's taking a trip to go see your family or each other's family, your in-laws, um, or if they're coming to stay with you, it's like you have to make sure that you are supporting your partner and vice versa in what their expectations are and their needs. And I know this one can be hard on a lot of people. <laughs> Just like the <laughs> dynamics with families. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, the way I would say it is you're still individual people and you're also in this unit together, which is outside of your family. So you can't change that to accommodate them or to appease them. And you have to be realistic with them about what their expectations are of like in terms of visiting and hanging out and doing things and the demands, because for us, I'm and obviously not from Arizona, neither is Heather. We're from two different, you know, parts of the country completely. And so we're coming together as individuals, but then also like as a unit. And so we've created this life here, which is completely separate from our families. Mm-hmm. We have a whole ecosystem here of really close friends who basically are our family now. Like we have that tight knit unit and then we have a bunch of friends that we've built. So we have this whole other life that they're not really aware of. And then for them to expect like us to you know, drop everything and come there for two weeks. I'm like, well, that's impossible because my family is here and your family is here. And we also have this life here. And we also have our individual processes when we go there. So it's just really setting a standard of Mm -hmm. knowing like there's going to be give and take. And to be honest, to be honest, like for us, we, we are way too, this is my opinion. We're way too giving with our time in our money, in our energy. And we I think ha- we finally started to set more boundaries. Because for years, like we're young, we're mm-hmm. trying to do all these things. We don't have money and we're like spending all this time and we're giving all the effort. And I'm not, you know, bagging anybody else, but it's not reciprocated, especially if you're the people who moved away from home, which it's tough. 
and it's is, tough for them to be like, well, why can't you come to every and single And you feel holiday? guilty because you're the ones that chose to move away, you know? So it's like a hard... It's just not, it's not realistic when you're obviously, you're in a, a unique location. And so it's just understanding like, hey, here's what you, you can do. Here's what they want and, you to do. And then there's going to be compromise across the board. Right. And like some years are better than others. Like as far as some years... We, we always try to go back to each of our, where we grew up, Washington, Minnesota, at least once a year. And then we try to rotate holidays. But again, sometimes it's just not going to work out. Like sometimes, you know, we're just going to have to stay here and it's, it's better for us to be in Arizona for Christmas. And if you guys are more than welcome to come down here, um, but you know, running a business, having a career, like back when I was traveling, traveling a lot for work, things like that, it just you have to do what's right for you as well and, and establish those healthy boundaries. Um, but we've always made a priority to see our families, even though we moved away, um, because it's just something we truly value. So, Yeah, and it, well, it helps us because we were in Scottsdale, so people want to yeah, come and, visit. And they always like to come here, so it's, it's great. They can have a, a great resort destination vacation. And honestly, as as it evolves, like you'll be able to to do things differently than you probably did at the beginning. Like you know, when we travel now, you don't have to come to all the stuff, and I don't have to go to all the stuff. You know, like you can take your own trips, mm-hmm. I can take my own trips. You can join me later or come earlier or whatever, and it all works out. We make it work. Based on the point I'm driving at, you have to make it work with your lives. You're not pandering and and just catering just to each other's families. You guys are individuals and you make it fit your life to help them as best you can without sacrificing Mm -hmm. like your stuff too, because you're still going to take your own vacations. Yeah. And you're trying to be fair, but sometimes it's just, it's not realistic, you know, with the demands of everyday life. So it's, it's not ever going to be perfect, but you just kind of have to roll with, with what works best given like that actual, the circumstances that you have. Number nine. Alone time. (laughs) Uh, This is a common topic that's not discussed in most relationships. Society leads us to believe that when you're with someone, you're supposed to be with them all the time. This is as far from the truth as can be. Uh, When you're constantly with your partner, you're actually developing an unhealthy dependency on them. It is actually really healthy for you to have your own interests and spend time cultivating them. That might mean having a conversation with your partner about how much me time you need in order to do so well let's just say this is nothing something we've never really struggled with nope <laughs> um pretty we're good. both very independent like we just like our alone time we respect that about each other sometimes i'm like i just need to go hiking by myself or go paddle boarding by myself but then there's times where i'm like okay i really want you to come like can you please come do this adventure with me yeah so i like both of it um and you you're the same like he loves bowling he's an old man he likes to go to the bowling alley by himself well with covid i haven't went in like a year because it's weird but he has his own bowling shoes and bowling ball i don't know why you think that's not like anything else it's just as arbitrary as paddleboarding it really is it i just is, think it's funny it's we're just old school bro um I, we do a lot of individual things together like excuse me like apart that 
have nothing to do with one another. Like, you're like, I'm going to go on a bike ride. I'm like, okay, I go crazy. Like, I don't have to join you on every single activity. And I don't expect you to. I you think know. that's weird if we were always having to do everything together. I'm just like not that person. <laughs> no, but like our schedules don't always match up perfect either. Like where when it's like warmer here, like I'll go to the shooting range super early in the morning. Like you don't want to wake up at five no. to drive out there and do that. But I enjoy it because I'm like, I can do it before my day starts. It's my, you know, escapism, if you will. I just, it's just something I enjoy doing, which has nothing to do with you. But even when we're at home, we don't always do the same stuff. Like I might sit and watch UFC and you might be outside like. By the pool or Listening something. to music outside. Country music. Yeah. But that's your thing. And I'm like, I, first of all, hate country music. So I don't want any part of it. You but don't hate it. There's some if that Jason artists Aldean, that you like. If Jason Aldean was my next door neighbor, I wouldn't know who he was. I don't know what he looks like. Anyways. you. I try so hard. She Okay, and here, what topic is this? Trying to force garbage <laughs> on your husband. Uh, I think that's number 12 in this episode. Here's the thing. I appreciate that you still will go to con- country concerts. Here's the thing, uh, husband and ladies. Don't try to force things on your partner that they don't like. Do I force you to love, like, MMA? No. No. You don't want to watch it, do but you? But I'll watch it sometimes with you. Eh, it would be on your phone most of the time. That'd be like me um, listening to country music with you with AirPods in. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Anyways, the point of saying that before you interrupted me so rudely was just you have to be your own person. And you have to have escapism even from each other. You can't lose yourself as an individual just because you're in a partnership with somebody else. Mm -hmm. If you like to play golf and they don't, that's cool. Play golf without them. If they like to ride bikes and you don't want to go do it right then, then they can do it and you don't have to. I think it's totally healthy and it's normal. You need to keep your, you know, individual traits and, and the things that you enjoy that are separate from your, your partner at all times. Number 10, work-life balance. No such thing. Yeah. It's always a struggle, I think, for everybody. Uh, you can have a relationship and a career, but no partner should feel like they're not getting in the time they feel promised. Many people wish to have huge careers, and this can mean long hours at work. If that's the case, better to disclose the fact that you won't be as home as much as your partner can learn not to o- overly rely on your company. Um Again, this was a strain on our relationship in the beginning, early stages when Jeremy was building the business and I was working to continue to just get promoted and move up the ladder. It was a struggle. Um, We constantly had to talk about it, ways to work through the challenges. Uh, I had to learn early on that making sacrifices now in in our early 20s would pay off when we eventually got to like our mid-30s. And that definitely rings true today. So I think if you can understand that. You Say, have that again? To, hmm? Say that again. I st- we still struggle with it at times because Jeremy is like a workaholic, like crazy. And so I have to pull him away a lot. And But he does listen to me when I'm like, okay, I want you to, if you can be home, you know, by this time, or we have plans this weekend, or I want to go away, get out of town, then don't work that day if you can. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I can't tell anybody. I have no idea how you even figure this one out. It just is what it is. Work is life and and life is work and they're all just, mine all mesh together. It never really turns off. It's the gift and the curse. It's And it's like when you have your business, like I've just understood that that's always going to be as for as long as we have it. It's always going to be a part of our life. So 
like it's Saturday today. Every Saturday I'm here basically half the day. Um, sometimes I come in on Sunday, but usually uh, I'm here every week for multiple days and I'm always happy to help out, but we also need to make it a priority to have separation too. For so. sure. And again, I, you guys draw the line where you need to. Hopefully you find something you like to do for work and maybe your partner, if they're part of it, they enjoy it too. And you don't hate it. That's why I say it's, you know, it would suck to wake up and go to a job that you think sucks every day, man. That's a really shitty way to live life. Just because you spend, you know, at least 65% of your existence doing a job. And if you're doing it only for money and there's no other fulfillment from it, it's going to be a pretty rough life. And then you're just basically trying to escape that and find these little gaps of free time. But I don't have an answer for someone to say like, oh, well, this is the perfect mix because I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't see it and clearly I don't have it. I, there's some days I think like, you know, I do too much and there's some days where I'm like, oh, this is what I'm supposed yeah. to be doing. So, Or like at some weeks are better, like we see each other more often, we have a little bit more free time and then there's other weeks or months where it's just like go, go, go and you just kind of have to be mindful of that and take a step back when you need to. Yeah, and you guys just ask yourself like what's important to us and what am I willing to give up and sacrifice, you know, for a later day because all the things that I can talk about today and all the things that we can do now are only possible because of the shit that I ate 10 years ago, you know, and that's what you have to kind of ask yourself, you know, and there's comes a point where you can't give up your whole life for this future that may never, you know, I guess come to existence, but you also have to be smart enough to know like, well, if I want stuff in life, I have to work for it because I don't have any rich uncles or or family members who are going to die and leave me anything. So this is just us. Like whatever we get is because Heather and I generated it. So it's kind of like we're in it together. So we kind of make it fit our life as best we can. Number 11. Housework. What is that? It's another topic to discuss that can save a relationship. Knowing that your partner is comfortable pulling his or her weight cleaning wise is a big comfort to a lot of people. Many people don't want, (laughs) why are you laughing? (laughs) Don't want to be a maid at home to to a capable grown up. So we learned, well, for years, we um, would do it all, you know, all Um, the cleaning. I'd like to just start that over. Um, For years, Jeremy said, we should get someone to come clean the house because I don't want to do this shit in my free time because it's not fun. Well, and at that point when we first moved into our house, we did not have a landscaper. We did have a pool service because... It's just a lot when you live in Arizona and with, it's just a It's lot. so cheap for what mm-hmm. they do. It's a lot of cheap. Compared it's, to what you would do. And then um, landscaping too, but we didn't. And we have quite a bit of grass and a lot of trees and things like that, plants. But for years, I was stubborn because I'm like, I will save the money. So I was a saver in that regard. I'm like, I'm going to save Dude. the money. Hey, Listen, hear me out. Let me interrupt you. Uh, all the savers out there, there's certain things that you should spend money on again to make your life easier. I agree now. And so if it means you wear older clothes or drive a junkier car, but you hire people to make but back in the day, we really didn't have a lot. Well, no, we had no money. So <laughs> if you're broke, none of this applies to you because you got to do all the shit yourself. So we, so I would do like all majority, you would mow the lawn, but I did a lot of taking care of all the plants and I would mow too. And I would clean the house, I would say, majority of it. You would help out. Yeah. Um, but I hated it. And 
uh, would cause us arguments on the weekends because we're like, oh my gosh, we have all this outdoor work to do. We have in the house to to clean. And then we were finding that because he works so much on the weekends too, it's like, when are we going to have time to actually hang out or do anything with friends? Cause like it's taking over. So once we kind of hit that point where we decided to hire, um, professional house cleaning service and landscaping, and I still mow the lawn though. I, we only have the landscaper come once a month which is perfect because, I mean, I work remotely. So yeah, I unless, have... unless it's, like, crazy stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we have these huge trees and different things. Yeah, like, do, like, like, seasonal cleanups and yeah. things like that. But um, my point is, if you're able to do it, it will cause you less stress, less strain. You won't argue about it anymore. And you'll just be able – it's money well spent. It will allow you to work, like – it allows me to actually get more work done because I don't have to clean and, and I can help you out more. And how good does it feel though? Like you just come home and your house is clean. It's awesome. And you didn't do it. It's so relaxing. And then you can just be like, usually they clean on Friday and then on the weekends, but, and shout out to, to our house cleaning service because she, does an amazing job and i don't know what i would do without her <laughs> um he would try to yell at me to do it and i'm not gonna do it i just i try to talk you into it for years because i'm like here's how i look at these things and again my dad is is different obviously doesn't you know didn't make as much money as me um growing up and had two kids and the whole situation is different but his mentality would be like well i'm gonna do all these things myself which is fine if you want to. Like he would take apart our Same washing. Same with my parents. He'd take apart our washing machine and be like, "I'm gonna fix it." First of all, if I could get a washing machine apart, that shit is not going back. So I'm not as mechanically inclined as him in those regards. But the way I look at it, especially if you're a person who, like me, likes what they do for a living, so most of the things I do that generate money, I enjoy them and it's fun for me to do. It's like a game. I'm helping people. It's super cool. If I can pay someone to come take care of my pool for 100 bucks a month, mm-hmm. it doesn't take me very long to generate $100. It's actually pretty effortless. And this person's going to come every week and check on my pool and put in chemicals and clean it and do all these things. Do you imagine me out there trying to mess with some chemicals and clean it and scrub it? How long it would take me? It would me? take you so many more hours probably. And I would be pissed off the whole time and hot and bothered. And then I'd be like irritated at you. It's just not a good look. So the point is, is like, if you can outsource those things, I think that's something that that's money well spent mm-hmm. in my opinion. And if you don't have the funds for it, then obviously you guys come into an agreement, taking the tasks that you like, as opposed to the ones they hate. And hopefully you guys are on different pages with that. So it's like, you like to mow, they're okay with sweeping. You like to vacuum, they're better at dusting, whatever it may be. When you're great at doing your own laundry. It's just, I always have to fold this clothes and I... Yeah, I don't care about a lot of I those things. I hate doing that. Uh, I don't like any of that stuff. But the point is you have to have some synergy. But I guess our advice, just coming from experience, if you can outsource some of it, that to me is more important than going out to a fancy dinner or spending money on another material item. Personally, I think it you're going to have less arguments in your relationship, most definitely. And that's it. That concludes all the topics 11 do you want me to go over these questions or no oh sure if we have time um, there's a lot of questions on here um this one's real quick real estate wise um I, I'm, I'm gonna go over a cu- couple q a's from instagram 
uh, for anybody who's listening. I get a bunch of these. So if you guys who requested it, sorry we made you wait an hour and 20 minutes, but here they are. Um, the Q&A part is um, real estate-wise. What other city would you live in if it couldn't be in Scottsdale in Arizona? City? Yeah. Inter- I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to really live in a city. I would say I'd want to live on an island. Like no, 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 no. Hawaii. You're, you're not listening. Oh. In Arizona. Oh, in Arizona. Last time I checked, Hawaii wasn't in. Sorry, Arizona. I. I had Hawaii on my brain. Yes. Um, in Arizona, well. If you couldn't be in Scottsdale. I do like Flagstaff because I'm. It reminds me of the Northwest. Okay, I'd never live there. So I know. You'd be divorced. You would really pick Flagstaff. Where would you pick? Mm, probably Sedona. Yeah, I would want to live, I guess, in between Sedona and Flagstaff, if you're familiar, like Oak Creek Canyon, because you're close to Flagstaff, but you also can access Sedona, but you don't have to be living in, like, the touristy. No, I don't mean, well, I, I think it means, like, wherever. Like, if you had a super dope place in oh, Sedona. Oh, for sure, Sedona. Yeah. Hands that's down what, over Flagstaff. Well, yeah, I'm not, like, in my fantasy, not living in Scotts, I'm not going to live in a dump. Sedona is so magical. Yeah. yeah. If I was super old, um... I would like to live in Dove Mountain. I just love it there. Yeah. But um, Sedona for sure, I would say. Next one. What is a good way to support your significant other when their professional life is causing stress that bleeds into their personal life because they're overwhelmed? What was the first part? If your significant other is super stressed, what do you do to help them? Because their work stress is bleeding over to their personal life. So someone who has a job that's like super so stressful. So like if when I'm stressed, Jeremy's really good about listening to me, even though he probably doesn't want to hear me say probably the same thing over and over. But sometimes just being there for your partner when they're venting and you really know that they're listening and they care, I think that can really help. Um, or say, suggesting like let's go take a walk or planning something, whether it's taking them out to dinner or doing an activity on the weekend to just de-stress and kind of talk through things I think would be helpful. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I guess it comes down to knowing your partner, right? Like I'm not going to tell anybody what to do, but if your per, if your professional life is causing you so much stress, it's ruining your personal life. It's not worth it, dude. Mm-hmm. It's just a job. And I hate to say it, but they don't give a shit about you. Don't care. Um, if you work for yourself, it's something different, but you're your own boss and you need to obviously make the adjustments. But if it's for a giant company, as much as they like you, dude, it's a, it's a machine. It has to run whether you're there or not. And uh, I guess you have to know your partner and how you speak to them. Like, there's times where I can talk to you and be like empathetic. But then just a sh- disclaimer, like last night you were tripping out about whatever and I'm just going to kick it to your reel mm-hmm. because sometimes, and sometimes I want you to just give me kind of that reminder and like the real talk is something like tough love is sometimes what I need to put things into perspective or kind of get re or realize sometimes just to have perspective and how good sometimes you have it. And mm-hmm. for some people it's tough because they take these jobs on and they're not sure what they're getting into and it become. and again, this, this season of life is rough. Like, I'm sure most jobs in hospitality, in fitness, and you name it, like COVID is, is fucked up a lot of things. And it's tough, man, because people carry that and they take it home with them. And what I would tell you is if it's not your own business, because you're never going to turn that off, it's for somebody else, it's not yours, dude. 
and just when it's done at five, you just have to let it be there. And there's always going to be calls. There's always going to be email. There's always going to be more stuff, but you just have to let it go. You and can't let, don't let it rob you of your precious time. No, and you can't you, you can't take ownership of it, and you can't let it steal your joy. And if it does that consistently for you know three, six, nine months, I would say probably change gears and mm-hmm. find something else that. And this is my opinion, even if it makes way less money, but you're way happier. That's everything. I don't give a shit. And and people can come on here and argue with me all they want. I've been super broke, and now I got money, dude. There's no difference. It, it, it really isn't. Like, if I was miserable doing this, I would quit in two seconds. And the things I don't like, I basically stop doing rather quickly at this point. It, just, it isn't worth you trading your lifetime for just money or just prestige or just promotions. Because at the end of the day, nobody gives a shit. They, they really don't. Your happiness is, is the number one thing, in, in my opinion. I agree. Um, next one. How does sexual activity um, affect the bulking process? No. Um, I think you're fine. What? Yeah. This guy asked, if you have a lot of sex, does it affect you gaining weight? No, dude. There's a lot of people I know who bang a lot. That's the weirdest question. We get so many. Like Some of these are very strange. I'm working on lower body fat. What's the best workout? Lifting, cardio, please help. It's everything, dude. But uh, if you're going to be lean, you're going to have to strength train at some point. You're going to have to pick up some kind of load. Not super heavy necessarily, but you're going to have to do something. Body weight at first is fine, but then loading it externally, dumbbells, kettlebells, sandbags, any of those things, pushing a sled, riding an assault bike, and you got to eat good. If you want to be lean, you're going to have to you're going to have to work your ass off. It's really hard to be lean every day. It really is. And it, it's everything. It's sleep, it's food. Um but I would say strength training and like some kind of metabolic training has to be the base of what you're doing in terms of just the uh, the training protocol. Next one. What do you do when you lose motivation? Uh, I never do. So next one. Sometimes if I lose motivation, I'll turn on like inspiring video or podcast or music that gets me pumped up. That always helps. Um, talking to Jeremy sometimes helps me get motivated or like someone you admire someone that inspires you um and having conversations with them can kind of help reignite that motivation i'm joking when i say i never lose motivation there's days where i absolutely do not want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and there's days where i absolutely do not want to come in here and do a workout especially after being here for like 12 straight hours and then sit here for another hour and, and gut through some awful stuff and there's anything you can use, you know, when I was younger, it would be like YouTube videos or music or like, you know, turn on David Goggins, if you can like, if you can take that. Um, but personally, the thing I say to myself all the time now is because I have felt so shitty in my life and I have felt so bad physically at times. And uh, if I ever, even if I'm completely exhausted, like I just feel like I'm, you know, run down, but my body is capable I'm like, you remember the days where I felt so bad, where I could barely like train? I try to remember that and say I would do anything on those days just to feel like I feel today. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I don't want to get super serious, but I do think about people who are in wheelchairs. Same here. And people who are in hospitals and people who are injured, like friends of mine who are battling things. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I got to stop being a little bitch and just get the fuck up. We and have train. a gift. Yep. Yeah. Because and we got to use it. There's one day where I'll probably be super old and I can't do these things. And I don't want to look back and be like, man, I wasted all this opportunity because I have to feel like if I have any calling on this earth to do anything, it's because I have this body and this voice and I can do this. And so if I'm going to punt it, mm-hmm. how am I leading from the front for everybody who comes in here and trains with me or buys our stuff or listens online? So 
I try to let that be the motivation for me. Sometimes I'll just picture myself at, at, you know, 50 years old, 60 years old. And I just try to look back on my life from that age. And I just, to get motivated, I just remind myself of, I don't want to have regrets in these areas, whether it's like work related or, um, with my health and fitness. So like, I need to continue to be consistent and it's hard. And sometimes I definitely fall off the wagon and, have, you know, difficult days. Um, but just trying to remind myself, like you're only put on this earth for so many years, like let's make the best of it and continue to work hard to go after those goals. So, and honestly, like there's days where I sit here for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and talk myself into working out because I don't want to, or like do I'll it. just stretch <laughs> for so long to get in that headspace or change my environment or go for a walk. Like let's walk the dog first and then maybe that will help get me um, going so just starting with a little bit of movement can help and I just think if you can be in a group setting surrounding yourself with people that are motivated Mm -hmm. because there's an energy there Mm -hmm. like uh, tomorrow we're going to come in here and do this terrible workout at eight o'clock in the morning and I don't I I don't want to do it right now and I'm just thinking about it now tomorrow I really probably want to do it Um, but you know, these 10, 12 people are going to show up here and they're all going to gut through it. And I'm sure as hell not going to quit. And if they're moving through it, well, I'm going to go through it too. So it's like iron sharpens iron in that regard. And even the other day, like we, we did a podcast together, like me and Hannah Eden and Alexia Clark. And you just sit there and you're like, this is the circle of people that I'm like, this is this kind of group that we're in. And I'm like, these guys are really fit. So I need to kind of, you know do my part because there's a responsibility in that, you know, if you do have a platform and you have a voice to be like, you know what, I'm going to do this and show people like, you know, we are human, but we have days where it's rough and it's, but I'm like, we can still just show up and put in the work consistently. So it's like, if you can do that every day and just find the thing, you know, if it's a group of people, if it's a song, if it's a podcast, if it's a poster on your wall, whatever it is to motivate you, the more of those things you can have around, I think the better. Next one. How come it's not sustainable to keep really low body fat percentage? Uh, I mean, it is and it isn't. Like you, can, my body fat's pretty low all the time, and I feel fine. Uh, extremely, extremely low. I think you're going to run into a lot of uh, hormone issues for sure. Uh, specifically, if you're a woman, um, your, your period can stop. Your hair can fall out if you're a dude. Um, your testosterone can go to shit, especially if you're living super low and you're not introducing like androgens into the body. I just think it's really tough to do. Everybody has a sweet spot. Some people are ectomorphs. They're naturally lean and ripped. They're probably the friends that eat cupcakes and stay shredded and you hate them. And then there's people that are naturally big and they look at tacos and they gain 20 pounds. So for some people, it is sustainable to have low body fat. Then there gets a point where for everybody where it's like, it's way too low and your fitness steals your fitness and you become a shell of what you are and you're so lean where you look good. But you can't even go hiking, and I don't think that's really fit in all reality. Next one, female fitness and nutrition. What does a typical eating day look like to build lean muscle? I really don't understand your question. Um, I'm not a female, but I don't get it. Eat protein? <laughs> I mean, just eat. like what? I mean, go over your day. Like, what do you eat on average? Um, I eat eggs usually in the morning, a little bit of oatmeal on some days or I'll have like a perfect bar. Um, 
and then either just plain kind of like a plain lunch would be a salad with either like chicken or shrimp or just do like a bowl with like cauliflower rice some veggies whether it's asparagus or um and then like a shrimp chicken I I feel like for the most part it's like turkey shrimp and chicken I don't eat a ton of red meat unless you're grilling something um and then dinner you know everything from like a salmon um sometimes I'll do steak if you're grilling it and then just different veggies um with carbs I I try to eat low sugar carbohydrates so sweet potatoes um what else what do we have usually at our house (laughs) I mean mean, it's the basic stuff I mean asparagus brussels sprouts cauliflower rice chicken eggs fish that's the majority of what we eat oatmeal is the only grains we even have at our house the only fruits are apples and bananas. I eat I berries. Eat I berries. eat a lot of berries. Um, Athletic greens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make like smoothies. Um, not every day, but I'll make like a green smoothie and do either frozen berries uh, or fresh. And then usually it's like athletic greens and either a nut milk, um, either nut butters. Try to focus on healthy fats like avocado and... Um, that's basically it yeah. for the most part. And then, you know, I definitely splurge on my dark dark chocolate and um, wine. We, we keep it pretty basic at home. Like yeah. Every and then, day. like, I just try to save it for the weekends. And then when we do go out to dinner, like, we're going out to dinner with a, with a couple later. And I always like to try new things on the menu. So I will you know, have flatbread or different fancy French fries or whatever it is that you know, they recommend I like to try because I like to live my life. And there's always a struggle there with balance, but um, I don't want to hate my life. No, it's definitely <laughs> not. It's not worth it. Uh, next one. Have you ever slept in and ran like crazy to work? How'd you feel as a whole? Um, knock on wood. I have never slept in and been late to work here in 11 years. I thought you were once. No. One day I woke up and I got here at 6 o'clock in the morning on the dot, but never late. You should be in the military. And the group starts at 6. Uh, but I know Ben has been late. Jacob's been late. Kelly's been late. I don't know if Monica has. Maybe. I never have been late to work. No. I always set two alarms. And usually I'm up before them anyway. Uh, reading emails so no next one um where is heather's iphone sleeping now what you remember that where we talk on the podcast that you would use your iphone in bed and it really irritate me oh and i told you to move your phone out of the room and you said you would where is your phone now it's still by the bed but i have not been on it at night it's so terrible i haven't no you're way better but it just needs to leave the room anyways see people listen how to manage personal problems, uh, significant other health work. I don't under, understand that question. I can't help it. What's this one? How do you, again, the same kind of thing. How do you get motivated and stay motivated for a healthy life? Um, you just, and we hold each other accountable too. You know, we, I think that's important in a relationship is, you know, let we'll talk about, okay, what do you, what should we have for dinner? I'll either he'll go to the grocery store or I'll go to the grocery store. So you like, you stay motivated by doing it together. 
um, or, you know, we'll do a workout together or do something active on the weekends and plan for that, which can help motivate each other. Yeah, I mean, really fast, I don't want to get hung up on this, I don't want you guys go. How do you get motivated to, you know, stay healthy for life? The question I would ask is, how do you not? I know. Like, what is your other option? Like, what? How do you not see it as, like, one of the most important things you can do for yourself? Let me, let me ask you a question. If you feel sick, like you feel like shit, what matters in your life? Like, hear me out here. Like, I'm a very much a stimulus human being. I, I chase feelings all day. Like, I like the coffee I drink. I like it to be warm outside. I like to have sex. I like warm water, not cold water. I just, I like stimulus. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking gorilla. I'm a very basic person. So I'm, I'm coming from that standpoint of if you feel like crap, you're bloated, your stomach hurts, or you're puking, or you have a terrible sinus infection, when that's going on in your life, what else matters? Do you care about the kind of car you drive? No. Do you care what kind of clothes you wear? No. Do you care what your backsplash is like in your kitchen? No. You don't give a shit. You know what you care about? Just being healthy. You just want to go back to normal. And that's what I would say to myself. Like if I'm in college and I'm puking because I drank too much, like a dipshit, and I'd be like, oh my God, if you could just make this go away, I'll never drink again, which is a lie because in the next Thursday I'd still be drinking. But that's beside the point. But you're just wishing to be back to normal. You're wishing that you just felt okay, that you weren't hungover, that you weren't violently sick. Health is everything. Nothing else matters. Nothing outside of that. If you're not healthy, the other things are completely irrelevant. If you're not super rich, it's okay. If you're healthy, you're still in the game. But if you feel like shit and you don't like the way that you look and you move and you feel, the quality of your life is drastically decreased instantly. Like health as a priority will always trump like work for me. Like I would never put work over my health. It's not worth it. You know, it's just like I can't. And so many people do. And I understand how you can fall into that trap. But like it's your health is like all you have. And when that's gone, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. You really are. Time is the most precious commodity because it's you can never get it back. Health in some regards, you can get it back. If you're 400 pounds, you can lose the weight and be healthier. But for a lot of you guys, like you have to understand without that, everything else in your life suffers and it sucks. You'll never be, you'll never make as much money as you want to. You'll never be as happy. You'll never be as fulfilled if you're walking around in a body that is just sick and, you know, bloated and gross and, and just unhealthy and lethargic. You just will never be your full potential. So when someone asks me, how do you stay motivated? I'm like, how do I not? Because without it, my life sucks personally. Because once you do get con take control of your health you're going to be so much happier and then it will bleed in every other aspect of your life and you're just going to be everything else will improve is 100%. What I'm trying to say. and if you can control that if you can control the flesh like what you eat and what you drink and how active and it's you are. hard it's so hard it's like a choice you make every day but it has to matter to you and if you can do that then you can basically do anything else mm -hmm. and you'll see that uh, last one really quick, how hormones, um, especially insulin, uh, impact fat loss. Um, super quick. For you guys who listen, I don't want to go super deep down the rabbit hole, but this is a huge one. Obviously, your hormones do impact fat loss. Testosterone. Estrogen. If you're talking insulin, basically insulin works to decrease the blood sugar levels by moving glucose out of the blood into the cells that are kind of close by. And that could be used directly as fuel. 
or store it as body fat, depending on obviously how active you are. So a higher level of insulin can prevent fat from being broken down for energy, if that makes sense. So if you're talking like, you know, the process itself, like does insulin stop you from burning fat? Um, you guys can look up like uh, PN, Precision Nutrition does a great piece on this where they ask the question like, you know, does insulin actually stop you from burning fat? Well, not exactly, but insulin does influence the rate that your body is obviously going to burn fat. It's because in addition to insulin's role as like the key regulator of blood glucose, um, it's well known that insulin, you know, can inhibit, um, I believe it's like lipogenesis, which is the stored fatty acids that are moved out of the fat cells into the bloodstream where they can be used for energy. Well, when that process basically becomes inhibited, um, as it is when insulin levels are really high in the body, fewer fatty acids are available to fuel the muscles and other, you know, metabolic activity tissues. So because of this, there's a lot of people, um, will equate insulin spikes with turning off the body's ability to burn fat, if you will. Now, if you want to talk about how insulin stimulates lipogenesis. So during lipogenesis, fatty acids are moved from the bloodstream into fat cells where they're stored for later use. This is often referred to as being the fat storage mode, something that most people obviously try to avoid. And what's more, lipogenesis can also cause carbs to be converted to and stored as fat, known as, I believe it's DNL or like the D, uh, the de novo lipogenesis, I think it's a technical term. It's important to note that the DNL only happens in meaningful amounts when there's an overall surplus of carbs and calories. And that's you consistently obviously eating more than you burn. So as a result of the effects, you might conclude that insulin is the real problem for fat loss. So if you're understanding all that shit I just talked here really quick, you have to be in a calorie you know, surplus to gain fat, and you have to be in a calorie deficit for fat loss. That There's no other way around it. So hopefully that made sense, um, and that explains how insulin impacts fat loss, hopefully. Very detailed. So um, that's it. That's everything. And before we sign off just happy mother's day weekend to all the moms out there enjoy celebrating you guys totally deserve it yes hopefully your kids or your husband do something super cool for you or maybe they just leave you alone and give you alone time if that's what you want yeah they can have alone time but also do something for them um i don't think you're really grasping it i talked to these some of these ladies here and they're like you know what i want to do uh just go stay at a resort by myself and leave the kids with my husband that's literally the number one request I get. So maybe if you're listening, you could do that for your wife or whatever she wants to do, but just do her thing. Make it about her, not about you. Yes, good point. Um, anything else you guys or requests, obviously hit us up. Again, the podcast brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. If you guys want the discount code, it's Jeremy Scott. The site is beamtlc.com for 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions, and it's the product I take to go to sleep every single night. And also athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott for a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your greens order. And if you want to try either the bean products or the athletic greens, you guys feel free to hit me up and we'll send a pack right to your front door. You can try it and then get hooked up with all of the free stuff from there. So Heather, thank you as always. Thank you. Um, and if you guys happen to be on Apple podcast, scroll all the way down, drop it a five star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. 
And that's it. So we'll be back um, maybe tomorrow or later next week. And if you guys have requests or questions, obviously send them in. We'll do our best. And then we've got a bunch of other funky, fun guests coming to you later in May here and into June. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.